This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. On today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about time and the fact that it is, in my opinion, the number one excuse for not getting things done by the general population. And I quote Kerr and Ray when I say this, time is not a fucking excuse. And he has been quoted as saying that on numerous occasions because it's true. Time is not an excuse. Time shouldn't be used as an excuse. Every single human being on this planet has the same 24 hours in any given day. Now, what you choose to do with those 24 hours are completely up to you. Obviously, we sacrifice some of those hours for sleep. So that might be six, seven, eight hours. Say it's eight. That still leaves 16 hours of time to do the things we need to do throughout the day. 16 hours. So where does that time go? Why are we constantly in a rush? Why are we constantly short on time? Why are we constantly chasing our tails and complaining? I don't have enough time. There isn't enough time. I can't find the time. There's not enough time in the day. I bet you you've said that. I've said it. I've said it numerous times. But I've gotten to a point now where I'm starting to improve my time management. And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook. They don't look at the bigger picture. You know, if, if, it, if it isn't measured, it can't be quantified. And that applies to a lot of things, including time. If you don't actually know where your time's going, how do you know what if you do actually have time or you don't have time? How do you know that? How can you say that statement if you don't actually have a quantification of where your time goes throughout the day? And, you know, we're sort of stuck in this ideology that, we have to be in a rush. We have to get things done. We have to be busy, 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 busy. And a lot of it comes down to the fact that the vast majority of us are very selfless human beings. And that's a good thing. Like, don't get me wrong. That's an incredibly strong, positive trait to have. But it as it is at the detriment of looking after ourselves at the same time. And parents are a prime example of this because they obviously prioritize their kids then comes their job because they're obviously supporting the family. And then whether it's male or female, they generally look after the, the other partner and then they come last. And then generally there's no time left for them to do, look after themselves. And my argument always is if you don't take the time to look after yourself and something happens, you break a leg, you have uh, you get sick, you know, maybe you recently caught COVID and you're out for a week or, you know, you get gravely ill or God forbid something more than that happens and you're the one doing the bulk of the work looking after everyone else, you're not going to be any good to anybody if you're struck down and unavailable to help the family for a week, two weeks, whatever the case may be, because you haven't been looking after yourself. Maybe you get depressed, and I, I hate to be morbid and sound dark on this, but this is a reality of the situation. Maybe you, you get depressed, maybe you develop heightened anxiety, um, a fear of failure, uh, like a number of things that can happen, and you haven't been looking after your mental state, you haven't been doing self-care, 
meditation, um, well-being, exercise, nutrition, you know, all of these sorts of things. Maybe you have a physical breakdown. Maybe you get glandular fever. Like all of these things can occur simply because you're not making the time for yourself. And again, I come back to the original statement. Time is not an excuse. Time is not a fucking excuse. It cannot be used as an excuse when we're talking about our health. It cannot be used as an excuse when we're talking about exercise, when we're talking about the priorities in our life. If you don't have the time to prioritize your health, your nutrition, your mindset, your self-care, time for yourself, reading that book, listening to a, to a podcast, going for a walk, walking the dog. If you don't have time for that, your priorities are incorrect. Your priorities are not where they need to be. And I'm sorry if that's blunt, but it's very, very true. Now, in terms of actually quantifying the time in the day, now there's there's been something, I, I, I attend a... Um, a networking and personal development course um, every fortnight is called Masterverse run by Dion Mokovic and it's very insightful in what it provides. Now, he was talking about the 100 units of time. Now, I haven't heard of this before, but I am going to share it because I find it fascinating. I've done a little bit of research on it. 100 units of time or the 100 blocks of time, however you want to look at it. And what it suggests, and it's been around for a while, is that if you take the time, ironically, if you take the time and sit down and work out for a seven-day week, although you could do it for five, um, five, let's go five-day week as an argument's sake, and block down, write down like a calendar or a journal and block out every half an hour. So you draw a box that represents half an hour of the day. Draw another box half an hour of the day, and you do that for the entire week. Then within that half an hour block, at the end of each day, you reflect back on what you did within that period. So it's very methodical, it's very incremental, um, it's very detailed, but if you put the time in to do that and then reflect back on it after a week, or in this case, five days, it'll be you'll be amazed at what you find. You'll be actually astonished, particularly if you have been claiming you don't have time. And what you'll find is that there'll be periods where you're actually wasting time, There'll be periods where you're not doing anything. There'll be periods where you're doing things that you didn't need to do or you're double handling. Uh, maybe you're, you're driving to and from places that you didn't need to and you've doubled up or you know you could be utilizing that time in the car more efficiently. Like there's so many opportunities within this process, within this project to identify a stronger time management attribute to your life. And look, it may sound like a lot of work and, and, and ironically people go, well, I don't have the time. But this process identifies the time that you can find. You know, and at the end of the day, that's why we're here. We need to create more time for ourselves to look after ourselves. Mental health is at its worst ever in both males and females. Families, like there's so much pressure on young families at the moment. Cost of living is through the roof. You basically have to sell your organs to buy a house. Petrol got up over $2 just recently. Like it costs a fortune to just live. And that adds tremendous stress and pressure, particularly to those trying to make a living. So if you can't find the time or make time to look after yourself, whether it be through exercise, preparing good quality nutrition, going to the grocery, get the groceries, self-care, walking on the beach, walking the dog, reading a book, uh, listening to a podcast, you're going to find that your health is going to decline at some stage, whether that be mentally, physically, physiologically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it may be, something's got to give because you can't keep up at the rapid pace that you're potentially going. Now, this doesn't speak to everybody, of course, um, but 
it does speak to large volume. And I, I work with a lot of people and I see a lot of people and I see a lot of people fretting. I see a lot of people under the under the pump, under pressure, um, you know, not being able to manage their days effectively because of the pressure they're on, under and not prioritizing what they should be. And look, yes, we all have commitments. Um, we all are accountable to our jobs. We have to obviously commit time to that. Our families, I get it. I, I, look, I've got three kids. I get it. Um, but at the same time, you have to find a moment each day or every second day or whatever it ends up being for yourself. We have to have that element of selfishness in our week because if we don't, something will break, something will give. Um, another exercise that I've recently done, which I found fascinating, was um, I got asked to list down a number of distractions um, within my personal life. Now, the obvious ones, and most people have very similar ones, um, distractions include things like TV, social media, um, kids can potentially be a distraction, your phone, um, and then obviously, you know, then there's, there's bad habits and excuses such as money, time, etc. But those primary ones I found fascinating. Everyone has social media, right? Everyone's got a smartphone. On the smartphone these days, you can actually look at how many hours per day, on average, you spend on social media. And it's quite scary if you ever go through that exercise. And the average, this, this survey was done recently, the average Australian spends six hours on social media every day. Six hours on social media every day. That is a scary, scary statistic. And if you add that up over the course of a week, so seven days, that's 42 hours. That's more than a standard working week. 42 hours spent on social media. Now, I'm going to pull out my calculator and I'm going to work that out. 42 times 52, that's 2,184 hours every year that you're potentially wasting. And look, social media is designed. It's designed like a Las Vegas casino where you don't know the way in. You don't know the way out, but once you get in there, you're stuck and you get lost and you know you don't know what's going on and they've got all the big bright lights, they've got noises and fancy things to draw your attention and next thing you know, you're a few hours in and you don't know what happened because you only went in for a simple task and that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to trap you and keep you. So that may be something that needs to be rectified within your life. Like the airplane mode is a perfect example. It's a great little tool. You know, if you have to knuckle down and do some study or read a book or, um, you know, type up an essay or I don't know, just flick it on airplane mode for an hour. Straight away, you're not going to get any notifications. You're not going to get any phone calls, any text messages. That distraction is immediately taken away. The other thing is um, the, the, the newer smartphones now have the opportunity where you can actually regulate and schedule your access to certain apps so for example you know you could maybe allow yourself only to have one hour on facebook every every given day and 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 you know this may sound scary to some people and look some people rely on social media for their income i get it um i do heavily but at the same time i know that i get on there way too much my wife will attest to this i'm, I'm scrolling for no other reason than to look at stuff you know because you get that dopamine effect you get that release of happy hormones and that is potentially addictive. So social media has a big role to play in us losing a lot of our valuable time. But again, it's not an excuse because it can be remedied. It can be fixed. And I've just given you tips on how to do that. So look, you know, time 
it shouldn't be an excuse. And, and I hit, and time and money are the two primary objectives I've gotten over the past eight years of working in this industry for someone either not going to the gym or not obviously committing to personal training sessions. And look, I understand personal training sessions may be deemed as a luxury item, but they're also so much more than that in terms of value for service and value for, for dollars. Um, but I'm not going to obviously sell personal training on this podcast. My point is that time is probably the number one objective outside of money. And people say, oh, I just don't have time to fit in a, a half hour session or, or get to the gym. You know, I'm obviously being very specific in, in what I'm d- discussing now. Um, but people do have the time. Like I've just identified how you can do that. You look at your day and you find the time. You know, you might be able to, depending on the role you play at work, like, um, you know, one of my clients and, and I hope she's okay with me telling this, she's a director of a, of a business. And so she's the boss. She's the, the, the top dog. And she doesn't take lunch breaks because she works through. She commits to meetings and stuff in the late afternoon so she doesn't get out in time. Um, so obviously she's heavily invested in her business. But I spoke to her and I said, what what about, you know, you you, you work in a very beautiful part of the, the Sunshine Coast. Why don't you go out of the office at lunchtime, go for a walk down the beach and just clear your head for 20 minutes? And she didn't have an answer for me. That was a good enough excuse other than she felt that she had to stay within the business. You know, if you've got people that you trust in your business that do a good job and are reliable, then there's no reason why you can't step back for 20 minutes, go down, walk along the beach, get some fresh air, go buy a coffee, whatever, and next thing you know, you come back and you're rejuvenated. Because if you stay in that that daily grind from, say, 8 a.m., you run through lunch, maybe you skip lunch because you're too um, invested in what you're doing, and all of a sudden becomes 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, how do you think your productivity levels are going to be by that stage if you haven't taken a break, if you haven't nourished your body, if you haven't drunk enough water, if you haven't actually moved physically? Your productivity levels are going to be pathetic. They really are. They're going to be so, so low, yet you think you're making way, you're making headway because you haven't stopped. Yet in point of fact, you probably could be having triple the output if you had taken a 20-minute break. You see what I'm saying? It's amazing how people think like that. Um, so it is incredibly important to prioritize yourself within each day. When are you going to train? Are you going to train at 6 a.m. in the morning? No, no, no. I'd prefer to sleep in. Well, what's more important to you? And yes, I completely agree that sleep is important, but my personal preference is to train first thing in the morning. Well, not first thing in the morning, obviously. I train sort of around 7.30, 8 o'clock, depending on, on workload. But I find it way better to train in the morning than in the afternoon because my afternoon, generally by then, I'm, I'm relatively fatigued. I'm tired. My brain is starting to fade. And I don't have the focus that I need to train at the level I want to. Whereas in the morning, I'm fresher. I've obviously eaten more recently. Um, and the day's still ahead of me. So... If you are saying, no, no, I'd rather sleep in, well, maybe you need to look at your sleeping patterns. Maybe you need to go back a step and go, hang on a second, maybe I need to go to bed an hour earlier so that I can get up an hour earlier and give myself more time in the morning to one, get ready, and two, actually exercise and look after yourself. Like there's so many ways that we can systematically improve our day-to-day activities simply by being a bit more methodical. Now, you know, as Australians, we tend to be a very lazy society. We tend to sort of do things on a whim. We're not very proactive. We tend to be very reactive, but that can change. And that's just simple habits and routine. It's as simple as that, just changing your daily habits, changing your daily routine, restructuring yourself, forecasting, you know, planning out your week a little bit better. And the next thing you know, 
you're able to find more time in the day for yourself, for your training, for your family. And when you do these things, all of a sudden you're going to be more productive because you've got, you're more happier, right? You're happier because you see your family, you exercise more, you're eating better. So you're more productive, you're more organized, you're more efficient. So you're going to do your job better. And then that's rewarded because it's identified that you're doing your job better. Whether you run your own business or you work for somebody else, it doesn't matter. You know, next thing you know, you're making more money for yourself or for them. You're more productive. It's identified. And <clears throat> it, it, it's just a massive ripple effect. Yet, the ripple effect doesn't occur unless the ripple occurs, the very first ripple. And the only way you're going to make that first ripple happen is if you make a change now. And the best way to do that is to sit down on a weekend when you probably have less going on, which is generally most people, maybe a Sunday, you sit down, you methodically look at the week ahead. Maybe you do the 100 units of time and, and undertake that exercise and see how much time you can actually find. Maybe you just do one day. Maybe not take on the full week. Maybe just do one day and have a look. If your days are fairly repetitive, have a look and see how you can improve your time simply by identifying and quantifying how your day looks. You know, as I said before, you can't measure anything without quantifying it first. Um, so how do you measure it? You've got to sit down and actually measure it. It's as simple as that. So I'm going to leave you on that. I think my message is clear. Time should not be a fucking excuse. It really shouldn't. It really, really shouldn't. Unfortunately, we've become a society that is lazy, that is lackadaisy, that is um, not as proactive as they should be. And we tend to sit back and watch others succeed. And I said, go back to my original statement. You know, there's 24 hours in the day. Everyone's got the same amount of time. Yet some people are thriving and others are barely surviving. So do you want to be a thriver or a survivor? You've got the same amount of hours as a successful CEO, as a professional athlete, as a hedge fund operator, as someone who's trading crypto, as the, the woman managing the checkout down at Woolworths. Like you've got the same amount of hours as them. It's up to you how you spend it. So I'll leave you on that. Thank you once again. I really appreciate it. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it on your stories and tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. If you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on Paul's Body Engineering, <laughs> paulsbodyengineering.com. Um, alternatively, jump on my socials, Facebook or Instagram. We've got a bunch of very exciting face-to-face uh, -face events coming up, including glute workshops, squat workshops, breath and ice bath workshops, and flex flexing, uh, sorry, mobility and stretching workshops all coming up very, very soon. So we're very excited by that. So thank you once again. And as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.